powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to Friends, Foes, and Neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings, as what you are about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show. Prepare yourself for insightful interviews with incredible people. Join us now as we delve ever deeper into the human condition. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hi. Thank you so much for coming. Please sit. Thank you. Hello, Duvall Nation, and welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. We are back with another fantastic journey into the lives of extraordinary people. Before we jump into the episode, though, I want to say a huge thank you to my last guest, Tyler Foley. What a delight he was to have on the show, and man, what a response from Duvall Nation. If you haven't had the chance to listen to our great interview, I strongly encourage you to check it out after the conclusion of this episode. So welcome to episode 150, and we have a great episode in store for you today. We have on the show Dr. Patrick Porter, the CEO and founder of BrainTap. Now, BrainTap is an electronic headset that delivers gentle light pulses to the ear and around your retina by sending direct signals to the brain. This can help you think, sleep, and perform better. It is a pretty cool invention, so I'll let Dr. Porter fill you in on all the details. Let's get him out here. Duval Nation, please welcome to the show, calling today while on business in Dallas, Texas, the CEO and founder of BrainTap, Dr. Patrick Porter. Hello, Dr. Porter. Welcome to the Director of All Show. How is the weather out by you today? It's great. I'm actually traveling. I'm in Dallas, Texas, so it's a little colder than I'm used to. I, I right. thought I was going south. <laughs> <laughs> so I start my interviews off with the same question is, how has it been for you to navigate the COVID-19 world? Well, for me, it's been pretty easy because I keep my uh, psychoimmunity up, meaning I stay positive and do what I need to do. And uh, But of course, if, if people are prone to getting flus and things, they have to worry more than I did. But I I, I handled it very well. So every journey has a beginning. Where were you born and what was it like to grow up there? I was born in Battle Creek, Michigan. It was awesome. I don't. I can't imagine growing up any different. I was growing up uh, in a Catholic family and we went to Catholic school and I think I had a great upbringing, even though uh, other people might look at it and say, hey, it was pretty bad, but it, it shaped me and I, I look back at all the positive memories. It was wonderful. That's awesome. Do you have any favorite memories from your time at Louisiana Baptist University? Yeah, I think the biggest one was when... Uh, I told them what I was going to be doing for my dissertation and the kind of jaw, the jaw hit the ground because I had to show that the Bible would support what we call non-contextual therapy, which meant I told them that you didn't have to know the problem of the person to help them solve it. And that it's not a, the problem isn't what they're naming and claiming. The problem is the way they're thinking about it. And mm-hmm. to see uh, my dissertation you know, lead kind of go, what, how are you going to prove that? And I said, well, you know, the Holy Spirit works in mysterious ways. I'm going to show you how to do that. And so that was one of my, my fondest memories of challenging the, the status quo there. Most of the dissertations were like the devil's role in marriage or, you know, how Satan is interfering with this or that. And I, I thought, no, I wanted to have a more positive approach to what was happening. So they quite understand that, but we got through it. Fair enough. How long did it take you to get through medical school? Well, 
usually it would have taken eight years, but for me, I, I didn't graduate until 12 years after high school. So it took me a longer time because I actually worked at the same time I was going to school. So I, I took a few years off in between and then just kept going back after my bachelor's actually was in electronics. And then I went back and got my master's and I went back and got my PhD. So what was the deciding factor that got you into this particular field of medicine? Well, it was my dad. My dad got help as an alcoholic uh, when I was 12. And so uh, actually in my one book, I wrote how I was blessed to be the son of an alcoholic because I think he taught me not to be an alcoholic because I, I looked at what he did and I said, well, that's an example of what I don't want to do. <laughs> you know, so I, and I, I really wanted to know the addictive brain. How do people get addicted to doing things that are harming themselves and their in their in his case his family, and why why they keep motivated doing that and it just that question kind of haunted me and I think I still don't have the, all the answers but I think I'm further along here you know forty years later. <laughs> you know? When I told people you were coming on the show, we were looking up and doing the research for this interview. There is one question that we have to ask, and is. Tell us about your time as a dean at Quantum University, because we were Googling Quantum University and we were fascinated by this. I still work there as a, an advisor to people doing their studies, as long as it's a brain-based uh, study. But I love it. I mean, I, what I'm finding out is uh, as I had a spontaneous healing happen to me that I don't talk a lot about, but it was to me, it, and it wasn't Jesus, and, and but I was praying but it, it was a benevolent force, but I don't know what it was. So that got me into what is the, what is going on? How can somebody, I had a bisulfite poisoning, a chemical pneumonia, and I was instantly healed. They kept me in the hospital for two months to figure out how they healed me. And this was in 1985. Ever since that day, I'm thinking something happened on a quantum level. And when uh, Paul Druin, who started Quantum University, asked me to teach the students about languaging and, and psychology, positive psychology, I thought, this is the kind of university because I, I do believe there's something mathematical or scientific about everything we experience. And I, I love dealing with abstract thinking, you know, where it's not just normal everyday thought. What else do they teach at quantum university? Just so we can get a basic idea. Well, they mostly train doctors to become natural medicine doctors, natural medicine practitioners. There's only three States in the U S right now that actually, you know, like validate that. But it's growing. It's kind of like chiropractic was 40 years ago. And they're mostly biofeedback, neurofeedback practitioners. So we're, that's why we're, we're talking about energy and how the brain and the body works as an energy system and improves. And they do, uh, but they do, they can get kind of far out there, not in, in where I'm working in the division, but they'll, they'll talk about energy fields around people. They'll talk about basically Bruce Lipton, who's really been popular with epigenetics. We now know that words, the way we express our words, can change up to 2,300 gene expressions, things like that. I mean, they're just kind of mind-blowing that uh, somebody else didn't think about it. They also talk about the role of the relationship between the practitioner and the person who's getting the healing, that there's some, which I believe, you know, if you trust that doctor, you're going to get better results than if you don't trust them, you know, so things like that. What is it about the brain that fascinates you so much? Well, you know, some people will do things they don't want to do, but they'll do them anyway. We call these habits, but they're really patterns in the brain. So it amazed me to think, how is this pattern happening over and over again? And even though they're not getting the result they want, people will still get up in the morning and do the same things every day and they won't change it. And what I realized was the brain kind of think of it more like the subconscious where it, we train it and then it trains us, you know, because we go unconscious. 
they say that uh, the, the everyday person goes unconscious about 25% of the time. So like, if you've ever driven across town, you go, I know I drove, but I don't remember mm. making all these turns. It's because your brain is taken over the process. And it always amazed me because I was held back in second grade. So when my dad started training us after he got help with his alcoholism, he started training us on using our brain through what they call GSR machines, galvanic skin response systems, and where you could train your brain to go to alpha or theta or these other brainwave states. And to me, it just amazed me that as I changed my brain state, I got better in school, I got better in sports, I got better relationships. Basically, I felt better, I performed better. And, and to me, that's like, wow, this all happened. And nobody really understands the brain. Even today, uh, I can't sit here and tell you how the brain really works. I can tell you what we can measure, what we can in neuroscience discover, how, how our thoughts upregulate our immune system or downregulate it, depending upon if we're pessimistic. But nobody still knows how this thing works. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an enigma because we know that if we get a brain damage, for instance, and we're young, uh, and we're resilient, we have the stem cells and things to repair our brain, it doesn't seem to bother us as much. But as we get older, the brain doesn't recover and we might lose our speech, let's say, if, if that region of the brain gets damaged. But if, we're, if that happens when we're younger, it heals. So why did it stop doing that? You know, it just kind of fascinates me. And now what I understand is if we can provide the brain the nutrients, and the biggest nutrient that I think is missing is light, because light feeds the mitochondria at the cellular level. And that's what gives us energy and helps us to repair our body. So just little things like that. And we're only at the infancy. I mean, 20 years ago, if you were to tell somebody about neuroplasticity, they would have told you you were crazy, which means how the brain remodels itself. Now it's a given fact. Everyone knows that we can retrain the brain with the right stimulus. When we told people you can come on, there was a couple of people who want to write in some questions. And one of them was very interesting. It was, can you dispel a common misconception of the brain? And that is, what percentage of the brain are we currently using right now? We're using 100% of our brain. We're just not using 100% of its potential. Mm. You know, um, for instance, we know that when you close your eyes, like to meditate, that most people shut down 30% of their brain function because it has to do with their uh, visual field. So if you don't need that, the brain is an energy hog. So it's always going to try to shut down. Under stress, we know that the brain, half of the brain, right or left side of the brain will shut down under stress, but it will come back up again. But if that happens over and over again, that region of the brain will start atrophying because it's because of stress, like the hippocampus, for instance, that part of the brain, they, they did a survey with people who were stressed out over COVID, which you asked about earlier, and the average brain shrunk three quarters of an inch because of really? stress because you're not getting blood flow circulation, you're not getting nutrients to that region of the brain, so the brain will start to shrink. The reality is that um, most neuroscientists will tell you using 100% of it, you're just not, it's kind of like when you have a television and you can get 300 channels, but you're only using, you only go to four or five of them at a time, even though you got 300 channels on the television. <laughs> you know, right. so that's kind of the way the brain works. That's a good analogy. All right, so what led you to found BrainTap? And for my listeners, can you tell my listeners what exactly it is that BrainTap does? Sure. It's it's an evolution of processes that I did. First, uh, using GSR machines, which are galvanic skin response systems to train the brain. We started noticing things like candles. would when you, when you meditate to a candle, it changes brain function. The brain will start to sync to the candle. The candle flickers at 10 hertz frequency. That happens to be alpha. 
that's neutral for the brain. You know, that's like when you're daydreaming and you're just sitting in a minute, you're, after you're done drinking your coffee, you go, wow, what just happened? Where was I for a moment? You know, you're in that alpha state. So we said, how can we, how can we mimic that? So we looked at nature and we said, how does nature do it? If we go to the ocean, we're going to sit by the ocean. It's 10 hertz frequency. But how can we then move it? So we started looking at light, which we do with flickering light in the eyes. We call it frequency following response. We also have flickering light in the ears. And people go, why? That's pretty weird. But the reality is that the skin is receptors. So those receptors in the ears actually trigger something in the body that is our energy system or meridians in the body that run energy. Uh, Chinese acupuncturists would use it when they use acupuncture needles. But we're using light to do it. And we're pulsating a frequency called the Noje frequencies. It rotates through seven of them. The reason I created it was most people, when they meditate, don't know how to meditate. In fact, only 5% of people that start meditating continue meditating because they bring their old thinking with them into this new situation. And their old thinking wasn't working for them anyway, but they still, they, we call it the monkey mind. They just can't stop. And then they go, I'm not getting anything out of this. I'm not going to do it. So what we did is we used light, sound, and vibration to set the environment or the, the, the energy of the brain so that it can follow it into these altered brainwave states. And we can keep them focused for up to 45 minutes using the brain tap. And what happens is the physiological effects of meditation happen. We're not really meditating because we're using a machine to do it. But what we get is we get those physiological effects. And we did it first back in the 80s. It wasn't called brain tap then. It was called the MC square. And what we did is we did it for pain clinics because pain only happens in one region of the brain. And that's the brainwave state called beta. If you eliminate beta, then what happens is the body doesn't experience pain. That's why when you go in for a surgery, they gas you and they, you have to have somebody there monitoring your brain waves because they don't want you to go, they don't want you to flatline, obviously. They want you to stay in that alpha, theta kind of rhythm in delta, but not in beta. Because the minute you spike in beta, you're going to start to feel the pain of the surgery. So, but what we found out was as we were researching it, when that happens, you get something called hypernesia. That's super memory. So we, in this is caused by now the research. If you follow the line of research for people out there that are wanting to go research, it's called the Mozart effect. What the Mozart effect says is if we listen to certain music, it, our brain just is smarter. You know, so they there's a there was a movie called Baby Geniuses that they actually took that study, the Mozart effect, and they made a movie out of it. Uh, it was a comedy, but it was they took that science background. Because if you do homework or anything you want to learn, if you put classical broke music playing in the background, they know your brain will synchronize. And so what we did is we took the synchronizing effect of music. We overlaid that with light, sound, and vibration tones. And we trigger what's called the reticular activating system, which is in neuroscience, they might call it the default mode network, which is basically what's running the program for us as, as humans. And so what we can do is we can alter that because we're giving a very unique sound, very unique light pattern, and our brain loves patterns. Uh, if you've seen the movie with uh, Rain Man, when they drop the toothpicks on the ground and he says, 1,223, and they go, how do you know that? He goes, I counted them. Well, believe it or not, everybody can count them. It's just that we don't because it's a waste of our time. Why would we do that? Uh, as an example, our brain is listening to 25,000 pieces of information. Even while you're listening to us on this call, uh, your brain's still processing all the other information around you. It just omits it. And the same is true with your vision. 
We, we have about 2,000 pieces of information, but we don't act on all of them. So we need a very unique stimulus that triggers the brain to go through these different brain states that is natural for us. You know, most people will say, I love sitting by the ocean or I love going to the mountains. This is because the ocean is 10 hertz, which is alpha. The mountains are 7.8 hertz, which is theta. Both of those states produce something in the brain called neurotransmitters. The, the alpha will help to produce acetylcholine, which makes you feel good and fall in love. So when people say, I love the ocean, it's because they have the same physiological feeling they would if they were in love with somebody. When people go to the mountains and they get these enlightenment, like people go, I need to go to the mountaintop and, and have an epiphany. Or you see a guru meditating on the mountain. That's because when you're in that field, you're in a state of theta, which is that that's where most people would say is the inventive mind, where these great inventors that you read about and they do these cat naps in their labs. They now research is showing that what they were doing was they were using their subconscious to trigger this breakthrough in their laboratory because that's the part of our brain that's so creative. So what we've done is we've taken technology and we've mimicked what nature does. And you put this on and you get a physiological download, but the, the effect is you reduce cortisol and adrenaline in the system, which means you've dysregulated the, the fight or flight response and you've triggered the parasympathetic or the rest, relax and digest response we call that the thriving brain instead of the surviving brain. And that's really what BrainTap does. And it does it with a headset and it does it with an app. So people can just download the app and they can get that kind of result. Uh, it just takes a little bit longer when you're just using sound. Light kind of amplifies the experience. So like I said, I've, I've seen this is geared to most everyone, especially those, you know, high stress environments. And like I said, the audio sessions look fascinating. Has there been any talk of helping those with cognitive decline from, you know, illness or people with PTSD? Oh, yeah, both. Uh, here in Dallas, actually, I did a PTSD study with Dr. Rosenthal, Dr. David Rosenthal, and we did, uh, we, sh we showed, they wanted to do it with a psilocybin too. So that was in what we, in some of the, the vets did not want to do a psilocybin. So what we did was we mapped the brains on a psilocybin which they experienced a high degree of gamma activity, which is a, a higher order of creativity. And most Buddhist monks would go there when they meditate, which was kind of fascinating to see that happen to people on these psychedelics. And then, so we mapped the brain and I made some sessions designed to do that. And people were having a psilocybin trips without a psilocybin because the brain has receptors for that. And the whole reason you would do that is you want to disconnect the negative memories because they're, they're basically, it's, I tell people it's like having uh, two radio stations overlapping when you're driving across Texas. Instead of listening to one, you're hearing two and you can't disassociate the one from the other. So we need to be able to disassociate from those negative experiences and reassociate to the positive. We have a whole, we have two different PTSD programs because the military is not the only people that suffer from PTSD. A lot of people out there have, have suffered, especially even through COVID, people are suffering through it, loss of loved ones and things like that that are happening. Um, but as far as um, when we talk about other studies that we did, we did a study in Florida with a Dr. Kelly Miller. He wrote the book, Saving Your Brain. And he dedicated a whole chapter to BrainTap because in his studies, before he started his whole protocol, we, we asked him to just use brain tap. We took everyone in the pilot study that were diagnosed with dementia. Every person in the study was. And within six weeks, they were all diagnosed as off of the spectrum, every one of them. 
because a couple things, we, we saw a mismatch in their frontal lobe activity, which is the executive function of the brain. And we designed sessions specifically to retrain the brain to pair that or match that or balance the brain. And we also found that their, uh, the energy in the brain was increasing. And the more we could increase that energy in the brain, the better it functioned. So we took people from cognitive decline to having, if you will, we, we brought more blood flow circulation and energy to the brain. So they were able to think better, perform better. And most importantly, what we helped them do was sleep better. And we found that when they were sleeping better, the brain actually self-regulated. You know, so sleep is so important to every every function of the body that uh, and we have sessions that actually train the brain to sleep. So that that's the main thing that we used in that study. Okay, Duval Nation, we're going to go ahead and take a small break right here, but we will be right back with the conclusion of this interview with Dr. Patrick Porter. May I suggest you take this time to refresh that drink and take some super long deep breaths. You know that's right, Cluzo style. Please give your attention to a few friends of my show, and we will be right back. And it surprised me. That's the thing. That's the thing. She just needed a big hug and to know she wasn't alone. This is the Life Shift Podcast. I'm Matt Gilhooly, and on the Life Shift, I have candid conversations with people about the pivotal moments that have changed their lives forever. I would literally just say I love you. Those words alone would probably make my younger self like look at me like I'm crazy. I would just say, I love you. You know, I love you, man. That's it. As simple as that. Straight up honest with you, I would tell past Christina, cut your hair, do whatever you want to do to your body. It does not matter because it is your body. It does not impact anyone else and you will still be the person you want to be. We all have our stories. But through these conversations, we discover communities. We learn that there are commonalities through the ups and downs that we all face. But most importantly, we learn that we're not alone. I didn't know that I deserved it. I didn't know that I could have better. I didn't know that I was worth more. That's such an important point, that being in a place where I was low, just no other way to put it, very low, depressed in that six-month period, I would say that now, as a result of being in that place, I'm able to be a little more empathetic and understanding when someone comes to the table and they're a little bit down. I'd be like, girl, just buy some hair, stick it on your head, and rock it. You're going to be awesome no matter, no matter how you look, no matter if you have one strand of hair on your head or a big thick head of hair, it doesn't matter. The Life Shift podcast highlights life-altering moments and humanizes the struggles and the triumphs through them all. And I can tell you that at the end of the day, when something is hard on us at the station, uh, we're all different people, but we sit down as one. And we look at each other and we cry and we laugh and we go through whatever emotion we have to go through to get through the calls that we had to see because we realize the importance. We tend to get attached to the worst version of ourselves because it's comfortable. And we do have a best version of ourselves that is available for us if we do the work. So I would say that to her. You're gonna be okay, but don't get attached to this bad version of yourself. Please subscribe to the Life Shift Podcast on your favorite podcast platform and listen to a new episode every Tuesday morning. You're very kind to the past versions of people, understanding that, you know, that was what you knew at the time. That took me a long time to come to that awareness and to not be mad at that version of me. 
Duval Nation, Derek and Mindy Duval here to talk about Jerky Pro, the standard in premium beef jerky products. The Derek Duval Show and Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies is proud to be sponsored by the team at Jerky Pro. As a veteran, I am always the first to support veteran-owned businesses. Setting up shop in 1987 and founded by military and paramilitary veterans, they have set the bar for how beef jerky is processed, flavored, packaged, and sold. With strict quality control standards, Jerky Pro offers many flavors that are sure to please any beef jerky connoisseur. From the standard original flavor to honey glazed, peppered, teriyaki, sweet barbecue, or if you're brave enough, the fierce red hot, there are many flavors guaranteed to entice your palate. Offered in various sized packaging, use promo code DUBAL37, all in capital letters, at checkout to receive a 5% discount. Remember, folks, if your beef jerky is not making your mouth water, then it's not Jerky Pro Beef Jerky. Jerky Pro, the standard in premium beef jerky products. Hey there, this is Frankie Ray, and you're listening to The Derek Duvall Show. My latest single, Over Now, is available on all streaming platforms. Hope you like it. Teachers, do you ever have these feelings or have been told these things? Do you want Kleenex for your classroom? Maybe you should think about buying your own, with your own money. You get the summer off, you can have a second job. Do you really need a pay raise? Oh, do you need to use the restroom? Maybe you can do that in the three minutes while students are changing classes. Boy, sure hope your room doesn't descend into Lord of the Flies in that time. Oh, things are going pretty good for one. Surprise! Budget cuts! Well, you're in luck because we've got a book just for you. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Kinder, educator, speaker, and author of Untold Teaching Truths. I invite you to purchase my book and join this journey as we talk about the wild world of public education. Part memoir, part strategy, it is available on BookBaby, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Teach on Warriors. We've got this. Sometimes people have a story to tell. It could be a story of triumph or a story of sorrow. However, it's their story. It's important to keep their story authentic, in their own words, and delivered in a delicate way. That's where Unfiltered Discussions podcast comes in. I'm Brian Howard. I talk with my guests about tough subjects and pivotal moments. I'd love for you to hear their stories. Subscribe to Unfiltered Discussions on your favorite podcast platform. Let's ensure their stories are heard. Hi, this is Glenn. And this is Sonia from Echo Valley. And you are listening to The Derek Duval Show. Here's a song called Faces in the Mirror from our album Anarchy and Alchemy. This is Benjamin Sledge, author of Where Cowards Go to Die. In my award-winning memoir, you'll discover the raw humanity, 
intricate complexity, and brutal barbarity of those who served in the Iraq and Afghan wars, and the psychological toll it took on modern veterans. You can purchase Where Cowards Go to Die on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or anywhere major books are sold. Look for me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Benjamin C. Sledge. Welcome back to episode 150 of the Dark Duvall Show. Let's get right back to it with the conclusion of our interview with the CEO and founder of BrainTap, Dr. Patrick Porter. Tell us about the biohacking bundle. Okay. So biohacking, for those who don't know it, is when you use your environment or use foods, use thoughts, all of the different things to change the way your biology is affected. And in this case, we went out to the experts in biohacking like Dave Asprey, uh, Jim Quick, then we had done a uh, conference with them back in September. And what I did was I took the main liners, everybody like myself who was on the main stage, and we put together a bundle where I took their message. Earlier when I talked about super learning, I took their, their core message and we made it into a brain tap session. We've done this with, with self-help books too. We've taken like, instead of having to read the book again, we did a book summary with BrainTap. And this is what we did at Quantum University as well. We took the graduate's program and we converted it into a BrainTap lessons. So imagine learning by putting on a headset, closing your eyes, taking a nap and waking up and that knowledge is refreshed for you to use in your mind. Now we know that there's something about sleep learning and when sleep learning works, you're in an alpha theta state. So we programmed those sessions for alpha theta activation, which means we've activated that part of the brain that has that super memory. So you can start using these, these breakthroughs that people like Dave Asprey have thought of. So what sort of things, in your opinion, should the human race stop doing that we don't know is hurting our brain? Well, the biggest thing is sugar. I mean, right now, before the turn of the century, we would eat maybe five pounds of sugar a year. Now the average person eats over 100 pounds a year. And it's a neurotoxin to the brain. If you want to dysregulate somebody's brain, you know, give them alcohol and that's sugar. And the brain, that's why they say you can't even have two drinks and drive an automobile. So, but the one fact that I know about the brain that probably blows people's mind, I wrote the programs for DUIs for the state of Arizona back in the 80s. And one fact that I used to tell the people that were in my class and that we taught was that one glass of alcohol a day will shrink your brain a quarter of an inch over a year, just one glass. So when people say, I just have one beer a day, could you imagine doing that for five years? You've now shrunk your brain because what happens is those, the brain doesn't like that much sugar, so it, it affects it. The other thing is that most people don't realize that recovery is when you get the greatest brain development. So like, let's say you're an avid uh, workout person and you're working out at the gym and then you go from one workout stress event to your life, which is stressful event. If you don't take the time to recover, you don't get the real benefit of muscle growth because when you downregulate the nervous system through like relaxation, you trigger that acetylcholine that I was talking about. And I did a whole article about this in Ironman magazine because those people that go to the gym that are relaxed and that are focused, they build more muscle because they're using their own mental pharmacy to do that. The brain is the most powerful pharmacy on earth. We just have to activate it. And, and exercise is one of the best ways to activate your brain function. We talk about hurting our brain. Uh, you hear stories about little things you can do to give a brain a workout, such as puzzles, brain teasers. And for some, including myself, the daily wordle, do you subscribe to that kind of uh, activity? Oh, I mean, that's that's fun to do. 
but it's no long-term effect. It's better to, in fact, you'll get more out of walking then, I mean, if you, our bodies are designed to move and breathe, I always tell people there's three things you need to do to stay in optimum brain health. Number one is you have to have good nutrition because you can't outthink a bad diet. Number two, you have to move and breathe. You have to do something like Tai Chi yoga or just walk, just close the curtains and dance, you know, do something <laughs> to get your body moving. And then number three, you have to have some kind of brain fitness model, which you can do just before sleep if you want, do a, like a four, eight breath which is to breathe into the mental count of four and breathe out to the count of eight. This is going to exercise the nervous system. Um, I had three publications in PubMed this year because we took pranayamas, which are yogic breaths, and we showed how you can train the brain using breathing. And we did it with uh, the Ames Institute in Bhopal, India. And, uh, you know, we blew people's minds because you can, everything BrainTap does, you can do with some kind of ancient tradition. It's just people don't want to put the time into it. So we found an easy way to do it. It's kind of like, is it kind of like chanting om at a, a certain frequency, that sort of thing? Sure. I mean, that's what we're talking about is breathing. The way you do the balance, the breath in the brain is that the pranayama is you hold one nostril closed and the other nostril. And it's, it's uh, something most people don't realize, but when you breathe in through either nostril, you're actually activating different uh, neurological systems Didn't of the that. body. So yeah. Didn't know that. Now, you've written a few books. I saw on your website, Awaken the Genius, Mind Technology for the 21st Century, Thrive in Overdrive, and Awaken Your Flourishing Brain. Uh, how long did it take you to write the books? How hard was it? And what was the overall reception to those books? Well, Awaken the Genius got the best how-to book of the year in 1994. So that one got a really good reception. We sold <laughs> several hundred thousand of those. Um, and we mostly, the most fun I had with that book was we we had a class that we did for a research project in Pikeville, Kentucky with coal miners and their kids. And we took kids that were only, they had to be a C level or lower, and they had to not have a desire to go to college. So these were seniors in high school with no desire to go to college. And we spent four hours with them and we had them read the book. And at the end of the training, every one of them brought their grades up to B's or betters. 58 out of the 60 people in the study went to Prestonsburg College in Kentucky, and they actually graduated, or they, they didn't graduate that year, but we followed them for one year. They actually stayed in college for that year. Now, what that means is usually 50% of incoming freshmen opt out. They don't, they don't enter their sophomore year. So what they started doing at Prestonburg College was every incoming freshman now gets that book, and they still do it to this day, because it teaches you how to think and how to learn in the classroom. And it's, it's really is easier than you think, but nobody's teaching our kids how to learn. They're just telling them, here's what you need to learn. They're not teaching these little skills. Now, the, the Thrive and Overdrive is, is a book that actually your listeners can get for free if you want. And all they have to do is go to braintap.info and they can get that book for free. And that's a book that tells people right now we live in a time of, this is a time on earth where everybody's rushing to the finish line and nobody's taking time to smell the roses. And our body is taking the brunt of this. So that's why we call it Thrive and Overdrive, how to uh, navigate your overloaded lifestyle. It's really about what are some things you can do? What are tips you can do to keep your brain and body healthy during this time of great stress? And that's my giveaway, really. I, I mean, we've sold a lot of the books, but it's, our, it's my giveaway. I give it to our clinics. We have 3,000 clinics using BrainTap. And I just want to give it to as many people as possible because stress is the real pandemic right now. I mean, so, so many people are so stressed out and they don't know where to turn. We make bad decisions. We're doing it. And then the Your Flourishing Brain book 
all of these books took about six months for me to write. And I have fun doing it. And my wife actually is an editor. She went to school at Berkeley for editing. So and I joke with her that she corrected my love letters. So that's why I married her. But she's a great editor. So I, I did the easy part because writing is really editing. And so it probably took her twice as long to do her part than me because I can, I can sit down and record my book uh, as an audio first, and then we transcribe it. Then I do, you know, put stories in and all those things. And the, the Flourishing Brain book was designed for our clinics too, because uh, we wanted to have one that was a little more technical for people that really want to know about brain function, but they're not neuroscientists. You know, so I put a lot of that in there. We did a lot of case studies, like uh, what's happening at the clinics, what can they expect? Because a lot of that is written in such language that the average person just, they wouldn't read it because it's, it's, it's way above, they're writing it for, you know, graduate level uh, doctors. So I wanted to take that neuroscience down to a level where our end users could understand it and realize that everyone, I mean, every person on earth has a brain that can flourish if given the right, it's kind of like every tree can grow if it's given the right soil, sunlight, and, you know, water. You know, I think the brain's the same way. If we can train the brain, I think everyone has genius potential. So this was my latest book that I wrote. And I wrote that with a Dr. Bob Hoffman, who uh, his group called the Master Circle, we wrote it for their clinics, but then we made it available to anybody. Hmm. So what's next for Dr. Porter? Well, we have a lot of exciting things. We, we have actually... With what's going on with concussion care, uh, that's the big movement we have now. We just finished a study in Gaylord, Michigan, with where the high school, any person with a concussion was, was put into the study, and half of them got brain tap, the other half didn't. Then we went back a year later to see their neurological function, and the brain tap users were between 30 and 70% neurologically better a year later. And that's triggered uh, some research we're doing with uh, Seminole College down in Florida and, and Florida Atlantic University in their bigger sports programs from high school to take it to college and look at how we can help because people think that the brain cannot repair itself, but the brain can, and it can repair itself at any age. So if you're listening to this and you think, oh, I've got, I'm going to, I've got dementia now, I'm telling you there are solutions for that and they don't come in a pill. They come in an activity and they come in a way of life. You have to change your lifestyle because it's your lifestyle that's doing it more than it is your heredity. Because you're, most people don't understand genetics because there's something called epigenetics. And epigenetics say that who we are today is only 20% mom and dad. It's 80% what we eat, what we think, what we experience. And those are the things we can control. So I think people need to realize that you can control your health destiny by taking back your own power. Awesome. All right. So as we enter the final phase of this interview, I always like to ask one fun question, and that is, what do you do to relax and have fun? I have a boat. We, I live in New Bern, uh, North Carolina, and it's, we're surrounded by rivers. So I love that. I love, uh, I still like getting out there with my grandkids and playing sports of any kind. Uh, pool is my, my sport of choice because I have one at my house, uh, but uh, I love golf. I love playing baseball. Um, I'm a sports guy. I'm an outdoor guy. So I, and I like getting out in nature, you know, as much as I can and really unplugging, even though I'm in a technology business, <laughs> unplugging from technology to get me back in, in balance. Cause I think people overuse technology, even though I'm in that field, you know, I, th I think that there's too much going on. Everything in moderation, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
All right. So what would be the best way for my listeners to follow your adventures online? If they, if they put in hashtag brain tap, they can follow me that on any social media platform, but I'm at Dr. Patrick Porter at Dr. Patrick Porter. I have a bunch of YouTube videos and I'm on Instagram. They'll, they'll follow. We have a lot of sports stars, especially UFC fighters, MMA fighters. They seem to be really engaged in showing off their brain taps uh, and what they're doing with it. And, uh, but they'll, uh, you know, we're doing things all the time. And uh, just like this interview, I'm, I'm, I'm interviewed quite often about different things with the neurological system. All right. So I end my interviews with my favorite question. And the question is this, if the entire planet was listening to this broadcast, what would be the one thing you'd want to say to the people of Earth? You are far more powerful than you've been led to believe and far more capable than mom, dad, brothers, sister, preacher, teacher have told you about. You are an infinite being with infinite possibilities. So don't undersell yourself. Live big, go after your goals and know that you have every right to achieve them. The books are Awaken the Genius, Mind Technology for the 21st Century, and Awaken Your Flourishing Brain, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. Dr. Porter, thank you so much for taking the time to come on today. I know it took a lot of stars to make it happen, but thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Derek. And just like that, Duval Nation, we come to the end of episode 150. I want to thank Dr. Porter for taking the time to come on the show and educating us about the human brain. I took a lot of notes, and I plan on making some serious lifestyle changes based on what he had to say. I highly encourage you to check out BrainTap when you can. Okay, tune again next time as we showcase another extraordinary person. I have a really good one coming up in a few days, so be sure to keep checking your favorite podcast streaming channel for that episode to drop. Also, I think it's fair to ask, have you enjoyed this episode? I truly hope you have, so please go and hit that subscribe button to keep up to date for when new episodes drop. Also, if you're feeling generous, drop us a review. We love reading what our listeners have to say about us, good or bad. We are still enjoying our partnership with the amazing Tee Public. The Derek Duvall Show has a great little store on there, and we have everything with our logo on it, including magnets, stickers, and mugs. Plus, we have some really fun t-shirts on there that Mrs. Duvall and I added. So please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com. Go to the banner on the left that says Merch. Click that, and you will be taken to our store on Tee Public. And once again, I want to thank them for being such great partners with the show. On behalf of myself and the entire team here at the Derek Duvall Show, I want to say to each and every one of you listening, go for a hike this week. Just get outside, breathe some fresh air, get those endorphins going. We could all use a bit of time unplugged from our phones, tablets, and computers, yours truly included. Nostar, God bless, and see you next time, Planet Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, for links to merchandise and to explore past episodes. Please find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Derek Duvall Show.